Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. It's time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on WILK. Well, good morning. How are you? Good morning. What's going on? Oh, I'm just loving the day today. It is Thursday as we're recording this. And it's just nice and warm out there. And according to everything that all the meteorologists tell us, there'll be no more crazy nights like we've had where we have frost warnings. So I say, yay, it's about time we got to summer or spring. But summer, summer or spring, weekend. please. Let, let's get spring. Let's keep it for a while. Yeah. But next oh, I love is spring. Memorial Day weekend. And that's kind of like the unofficial start of summer. So I'm just saying. Next we have weekend week is spring. Memorial Day weekend? Not the one coming now. Not the one that Not we're this one, but the to. following already? That's what they What said. is it, early this week? This month? I, uh, this year. <laughs> That's what I meant this year. Yeah, it is. It's early. It's a little bit. It's the 25th, so we still have a week after Memorial Day to be in the month of May. Yeah. So yeah. that's a good so thing. Almost a whole week later. So, yeah, that's good. Yay! Okay. That's a Maybe we can thing. social Yay. distance enough to have a, a cookout at the uh, lake. That would be nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be nice. I'd like to do that. I think uh-huh. we can handle social distancing. We'll go out in the forest. Well, there's the only four and... of us, so. Well, that's true. We'll do it. No, we just... We'll do it. It's easy to do it in that establishment. Yeah, I gave the uh, the grill a good workout last couple weeks. So we that's got good. that all checked out. It's good. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. It'll be good. Good. And uh, the boat should be in. That's another wonderful thing. And uh-huh. uh, I Has told your all ship the... come in, Lynn? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> my it father used to say that all the time. I'm waiting for my ship to come in. I go, what does that mean, Dad? Finally, I realized it. <laughs> I love that line. When? Was that a year ago? When you think yeah, just a year ago I realized it. <laughs> 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 uh, okay. 
All right. So um, social distancing uh, notwithstanding, how are you doing? I'm, I'm doing okay. Nuts. Well, yeah. I am and I'm not because I work, my office is at home anyway. So yeah. I, it, it, I'm there. And like I said, I come to Broadway once a week, which I'm here now, um, to get out and make it feel like it's normal. And in all mm -hmm. honesty, there's always parking spaces galore in front, which there never is. And then and today I pulled up and there wasn't one. But as I said, there's construction being done in the 400 of North Washington. So I think that maybe why um, there's no parking there. So people are in the next block. But usually, of course, because no one's here, it, there's no one around. Um, so right. I, I pull up and I'm like, oh, God, who's parking there? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and usually I, I, it's just expected, but now it's like, oh, please, there's never anybody here. So, um, yep. yes, I miss, you know, and I'm do. and the other thing is all of my board meetings and other meetings are do done by Zoom or um, Microsoft mm -hmm. Teams or, you know, call-ins or conference calls. So that's still going on. So I, I, the thing that I don't like is not seeing people like I. There's yeah. so many people that I have not seen in months. Yep. Um, and then, and then, of course, then some of my, you know, wonderful friends who two people, two of my friends passed away last Friday, and um, well, my friend Billy Bokikio, who graduated high school with me, um, he and we went. I know him since we're little kids because he grew up in Bellevue, and we went to Holy Cross and. Um, and we were thinking about it. My friend Ruth Krakenberg Brudnicki called me yesterday to talk about Billy because she saw that he had passed. And she called and, and he was a skier. And she said, don't you remember when we went to Elk Mountain uh, this, with the ski club with West Scranton High School? And I said, yes. And I couldn't get up. And Billy Bokikio is the I was afraid that I was going to I fell and I was on the little bunny slope and I once and only one and only time that I, I skied and I fell and I couldn't I was afraid to get up because I was afraid I was going to break my ankle or my leg I just was afraid and he came right over to me and just got me right up and he said here's what to do trust me and he put and we were in ninth grade and I, I like I said I know him since I'm a little kid so I put my faith in him did it and got right up and he goes I told you I to, and so then as I proceeded the rest of the way down the hill I went right through this string that they had down at the bottom of the it was just like a <laughs> string and flew through that and 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 almost directly under the school bus that took that one of the school buses <laughs> Because I had no idea how to stop. <laughs> and I don't want to know at all anymore because I will never do it again. And oh, so Ruth and I, God. she said, I can't believe you remember. I was going to, she said, that's exactly why I'm calling to say, don't you remember Remember that? And Billy was not a, a tall guy, so he was a smaller mm -hmm. man. So he just like, he, she's like, here's Billy Bokikio, ninth grade, little Billy. He's pulling you up and or telling you what to do. And you're like... No, no, and then he, he kept, and no one else you would get up for but Billy. And I said, well, because I trusted him. But anyway, he's he's his wife Dee. She's a remarkable woman. The two of them were the 
most beautiful couple. They have a son who just got married, raised a son. He just got married. Um, Billy was the kindest guy. I used to see him at Novena. I would run into them everywhere. Dee's a hairstylist, and they're the nicest. They were the sweetest. He's just the best, absolute best guy. And I'm heartbroken because I did not know that he had leukemia, and it was in the paper, so I'm not saying anything out of term. And um, mm-hmm. he battled it for 11 years and I just, wow. I didn't know yeah he's been he's he's in cra- he, just unbelievable so my heart is broken for him I just absolutely love him and his so thinking of them and then my dear friend Larry Trichetta who was my piano tuner and actually he built the piano my baby grand that is in my house that my son Tommy learned on um, that my sister Barbara and I bought it from Larry who rebuilt it and it's beautiful and it's in my living room it sits proudly today and Larry um, and his wife Cindy, who I've gotten to know through the years, have been in my house through the years, tuning and making sure everything's cleaning and making sure it was all good, and put a um, uh, humidifier in the um, in into the piano because my piano is near windows and you really shouldn't have that. So because it was the only spot I could put it in, we had to put a. Um, um, you know, a humidifier a in or dehumidifier, right? yes. Yeah. And um, you have to pour water into it, which is kind of weird. But anyway, so we've just been, they've been part of our lives now for many, many, many years, including Tommy doing an essay um, for one of his classes at prep in 2005. And I, I just pulled it out and read it again. And at the last sentence, it says, he said, I wish I, because he loved how the piano sounded right after he would leave. And he mm-hmm. um, would talk to Tommy. And and he said, I wish, the last line of that essay says, I wish I could have, I wish this, I, I could have this man stick around uh, forever. Oh, and that's just, nice. It, and that Tommy wrote in 2005. So it, mm-hmm. I started, you know, it was, I was, it was, it just was emotional. And it turns out my sister calls and I had no idea of this relationship. Dee Bokikio, Billy's wife, and Cindy, Larry Trichetta's wife, are sisters. And both of their husbands oh. passed away on the same day. Oh, wow. Yes. Wow. What their last the name is Semino. I know, I know. It's just Larry Ooh. had been struggling with some heart issues for a while, and I hadn't seen him for about a year and a half. And then Cindy called me, and she said, we're ready to go. Larry, we're coming over. And so she said, we have to take it easy. Usually he would clean and tune in one day, but because he had just recovered from heart issues, she said, do you mind if we come and, you know, we'll clean and, and tune in two different days? I said, absolutely not. And, like, they were the type, Meyer and I were going somewhere, so I just, here's the key, just lock it. And, you know, I, they mm-hmm. they were the best. I mean, my heart is broken. Larry's obit was in the paper today, and Billy's was yesterday. And it's, so those kind of things. I mean, all these people um, who we, you know, have to delay celebrating their life and being part of their sorrow with their family is all on sort of on hold in many ways. And I don't, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's so that those are the things that really bother me and get to me because you think, now, wait a minute, 
all this other stuff is happening with this virus. Uh, I keep forgetting that there's other things that are still going on. Mm-hmm. And it's just, yeah. it's just scary. It's, <clears throat> but making the best of it as we yeah. only can. Mm-hmm. Going for little rides, um, just doing things like that. Sean's gone back to school, so I'm empty nested once again. Is that a word? Empty nested? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so. Um, I think we understand. <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah. It's just been a little um, up and down, back and forth. Tommy's doing great, and he starts school on the 2nd of August, and so he's full speed ahead with that. And mm-hmm. um, it's all, thank God. Well. Yeah, all kinds of good stuff going on. I uh, I really don't think of myself as being out of business because, like you said, most of what I do and and can do, I do on the phone or on my computer, and makes no difference where I am. Right. Um, except that you know, one of the things I thought was interesting about being here. And working from here is that I've always considered this place at the lake to be something of a um, just whatever it is that I have to do here. It's just minimal. Um, I have nothing set up to accommodate all of the stuff that I normally do. And what I've realized is I keep, um, there's a word for it, and I can't think of what that is. But I keep taking pieces of things from my office and from my house that I would use there, either place, and bringing them up here. So I have, I recorded three three podcasts in the last uh, two weeks. And I recorded them all by bringing up the Yeti microphone. It's a, you know, a studio quality microphone. And the headsets that we use when occasionally we are in the studio. Studio, right. And I, yeah, and I just said, you know, here I am. I just moved my entire operation. Uh, The only thing I need is something that would cut the sound of everything else, if you know what I mean. Uh Uh-huh. So that's the only issue. But I think I can buy some noise um, deafening type things that you panels that you can put up. And so I might end up doing that. But what's funny to me was that I realized uh, I, I was just tolerating stuff here because to me it was kind of, it's just a throw out kind of thing and whatever's here is here. But I decided a couple of weeks back, I need to make this place feel like it's an office. So I ordered a brand new chair from Staples. It's a posturepedic and Patrick helped me to put it together. I got um, um, a, a new modem. I got things that really made it be a place that I could work instead of mm-hmm. it being a, an afterthought. Catch as so, catch can kind of thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, so you're going to tell us more about it. it. You're going to tell us more about that when we come back because we're going to take a quick break. You're listening this morning to Laurie and Lynch, and we'll be right back. It's Saturday morning with Lori and Lynn. Now, back to Lori and Lynn. We're back. 
My name is Lynn Evans. I am a financial advisor with a company called Women of Substance, LLC, and that's a financial planning firm devoted specifically to the needs of baby boomer women. And I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse, and that's on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many others. And I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And you were talking about earlier, Lynn, that you are feeling much more um, put together there than you have in the past. And I think that must be a good feeling because I think that probably, I don't know this because I don't have a second home, but I think that many people probably think that way, that when you have the second place, it sort of is not that same feeling and now that you've been there for so long you it sort of has taken over that role because I don't know how many people could say they feel the same way in more than one property at the same yeah. time yeah and what's weird about it is I so the last I say five six weeks I've been going back one day a week to the other house mm-hmm. um, just to pick up mail and and you know water the plants stuff like that and it's just funny because it's a very strange emotional response i feel like um in some ways i almost feel like i've abandoned the house Uh (laughs) and and yet and yet the flowers have just grown i i have never seen them like that i mean it just there's one christmas cactus that is on in the bedroom on the side where pat sleeps and normally we get maybe 10 buds a year and and the thing that's so special about them is they're yellow so they are really beautiful it's a double blossom on each one of them i went back there yesterday and i took some pictures and i'm not kidding i had to take the pictures i had 40 buds and blossoms Uh, on this wow yeah and uh, I went to the back bedroom where they get just the morning light. And I have, it's incredible. The whole, the room is in bloom. It's just phenomenal. Wow. So I kind of feel like, okay, you guys, you, you know, I get the message, stay away. We do better without you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I was feeling real good about that, you know. But, but what I mean is that it was funny that when I was there, I felt like I was home. And when I'm here, I still, even though we've been here for so long, it still it doesn't feel like home to me. Right. Mm-hmm. It's weird. But anyway, yeah, I but just say that, yes, if I have to, if I have to work here, which I, I want to do, um, then I need to up, um, to up the ante here because I can't let it just be broken down stuff that functions no. only when I'm here on a weekend. Right. So I really, I'm surprised. I just said, what am I tolerating here that I don't want to tolerate anymore? And number one was that stupid chair that was busted. And I said, get it out of here. I, I need to see, I need to not be thinking about the arm falling off mm-hmm. while I'm here. So got that and got just a whole bunch of things. And, uh, and it's, it's feeling like it's an office. Feels good. There you go. Yay. Yeah. And nice to well, look out uh, through the um, the sliders that or go out to the balcony and say, I can see all the trees. Uh, and I, 
recorded so many times in the last couple of weeks when we've had those really nasty storms where we had snow and high winds and hail. All that stuff is recorded. And I just think this is, this is going to be fun to put this together someday and say, here's what the uh, pandemic looks like. Yep. You know? So it, 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 it's really weird because it is a, a strange adaptation to something that, okay, it's fine. It works. And it's getting better. So anyway, um, a couple things I wanted to share with our listeners because, uh, believe it or not, I got all my mail from what was held back for weeks yesterday. And I found that very special AARP bulletin. Mm-hmm. I read and it. And that was it. good stuff. It was really good stuff in there. And I just wanted to hit a couple of the high points of uh, what they talk about in the area of your money. And uh, the title of this is called Batten Down the Hatches. There are two, there are several things that I know people are, are concerned about as far as that CARES Act that was passed where we're supposed to get our $1,200 per person. I think I asked you, you said you did or didn't get yours yet. I just got it. Just got it. Is it really? Yep. Okay. Well, I keep looking for hours. I'm not sure where it is. But because both of us um, get Social Security and they, it's a direct deposit, I thought we would have gotten it very quickly. But we have not. So I now have to go back and figure out what's the problem. But in addition to that, that's what most people think of when they think of this CARES Act. There's so many other pieces to it that are really good. So um, that's, not, that's not necessarily a, a bad thing that some of these things are here, but I don't think that people know that, that these are some things that they can benefit from if they understood that they exist. And one of the things is that, you know, there's always, you've heard me say it a thousand times, don't take your social security when you're 62, if you can help it, because you get 8% a year, it grows until you're 70. Well, there's some other things they did with this CARES Act that says that if you haven't yet reached full retirement, um, and you file for benefits, that's if you're 62 and haven't begun taking them. If you file for the benefits, you have 12 months to withdraw your claim and pay back what you've received interest-free. That's an amazing thing. Say but that beware. If, if, if you file, if you're 62 or older, but you're not full retirement age, which for most people now is 66 and whatever it is, 67 even. So if you file for it after age 62, you can withdraw that file, that claim, and anything that you received during that time frame from Social Security, you can pay it back interest-free. So in other words, it used to be that once you started yep, taking you had Social Security, you couldn't you were stop, stop it. it. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, that's cool. Saying, that's a good thing. But you, if you don't withdraw the claim within 12 months and repay what you've received, your filing is permanent and you won't enjoy the higher monthly benefit. So you've got to watch for that 12 months. 
However, if you are full retirement age and you have the same option of applying for Social Security, then withdrawing your application within a year and returning your benefits will give you an additional option. If you don't change your mind in time or if you can't or, or don't want to repay what you've received, you can simply suspend your benefit, which another way is another way of saying just don't give me any checks right now. Just hold on till I decide I want them again. Wow. And that gives you then the right to let that 8% grow. So you can start and stop, repay it, and then you can go back to taking a higher benefit at some point in time later. Wow, that's, that's important. great. And then uh, the RMDs, I think a lot of people who are baby boomers know about those because once you hit 50, I'm sorry, not 70 and a half, the rule was you had to start taking money from your IRAs and your 401ks. Mm-hmm. And isn't so that extended that now too or something? To 72. So now yeah. you can go up to age 72 and that's, that's good too. And then the other Great. thing they mentioned, which a lot of people really should do, but they're afraid to do, is to contact and communicate with your lenders and landlords. So if you are unemployed and you cannot pay the rent, don't just not pay the rent. Call your landlord because according to this, there, the, CARE, the CARES Act gives homeowners with federally backed mortgages the right to apply to delay payments up to six months and gives tenants a four-month moratorium on evictions from properties that are part of government programs or that have a federally backed mortgage loan. So the most important thing is to call and work out something with either your lenders or your landlord. Yeah, the and only... Go ahead. Yes. I was just going to say, I was thinking about that myself. Like all every all the renters are it's good for them, but what about the landlords who have to pay their mortgages? Or what about the landlords who have no mortgages? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know what they can do. Yeah, what happens to them, right? Nothing. They just have to wait to be paid, right? They can they I don't know. I think there might be part under some of these where you can get that part of a small business. So yeah. if it's a small business then you might be able to get these loans. I mean it's worth checking out for sure. But I think everybody all the way around needs to be covered on this. Right. The other thing they mentioned too is uh, avoiding major changes. Now I don't necessarily agree with this, but it's in there. Um so it says hold off on significant financial decisions like buying a new house or retiring. The retiring part I get, and I'll explain why. But buying a new house, you know, the rates are so low, and if you've already qualified for the the mortgage, why not do it? Because uh-huh. you can get this, you can get this deferral they talk about um, right. with the bank. So I don't I don't see the point of that. But the second part of it too says. If, if you're planning on retiring, you know, you might want to uh, defer it. And the reason is very interesting. If your industry is shaky, you may get laid off and could possibly collect unemployment benefits for a while. That way you can delay your decision to retire until you can better assess your finances. And now, it will uh, also 
give your finances a chance to recover. If you're laid off, do you still are you still considered though an employee with with benefits or what happens there? Do you know that? Well, from what job? No, say you're you're working somewhere and you're mm-hmm. getting you're laid off, not furloughed, but laid off because furloughed yeah. means you're going to bring them back and laid off means you don't have to. So, right. do 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 they still pay your benefits or not? I'm thinking of that you're, meaning meaning when you just said if you're thinking of retiring then and if you, it wasn't like you can continue your health insurance it would be a way to think about it because you might be laid off depending on your industry and then still be able mm-hmm. to um collect or not have to pay insurance but I would assume they don't pay your health insurance any longer either but I don't know that I don't either I don't know the answer to that question but that's okay. why they have that additional $600 a week Right. That they're Maybe now paying. That's... So mm-hmm. I think that's going to go a long way for helping people to uh, pay some of those basic benefits. And sure. if you add to that your ability to negotiate longer term type things for uh, payments for your mortgages or other things, it'd be in pretty good shape to get through this rather than having nothing. We don't want nothing. Right. right. So those are the biggies. But um, I just think that that's some good advice, and I wanted to share that. So I think we're going to have to take a quick break here. And we'll yeah. be back with and our guest expert, mm-hmm. truly a guest expert, uh, Peg Ruddy from Women's Resource Center. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. It's Saturday morning with Lori and Lynn. Now back to Lori and Lynn. everybody. Welcome back. I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And my name is Lynn Evans. I'm a financial advisor with Women of Substance LLC, which is a financial planning firm designed specifically for the needs of baby boomer women. And I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse. And that's available on Google what did I call? I forgot. Sorry. Google Podcast, Apple Podcast. They changed their name. Apple Podcast, um, Spotify, and a couple others. And our guest today is Peg Ruddy, who is the executive director, um, chief honcho, and and all back person at the Women's Resource Center in Scranton. Welcome, Peg. Hi, oh, Peg. thank you, um, Lynn and Lori, for having me. I really appreciate this opportunity. Well, you know, last week, Lori and I were talking about uh, something that I forget where I was reading it, Lori. I don't remember, but something about the incidents of. Um, the diminished calls that are coming in now about domestic violence because of the quarantine. Right. And uh, people were getting uh, very concerned about the fact that the call numbers were diminishing and feared the worst that a lot of women were in situations where they couldn't get to a phone or they were physically harmed to the point where they could not get to a phone. And we started talking about locally uh, how that worked. And then, Peg, I read something. I was a little behind in my newspapers because I gathered them all up. But (laughs) that you had done a front-page story on a concern you had that the calls had diminished significantly. 
Yes. So tell us, I just asked you before off, um, offline how that was going. Sure. Uh, at the beginning of the, um, you know, stay-at-home orders in uh, mid to late March, um, we saw a 40% drop-off um, in the number of our hotline calls over a two-week period compared to the last year in that same time at the end of March. And um, I'm part of the statewide network of domestic violence programs, and it was a common response from all of my colleagues across the state um, that they, too, their phones had gone quiet. Um, so we decided, we did a little planning over here, and we've, um, through the help of uh, Monthly Monthly Law as well, they donated their um, airtime to us, so I've been able to do a commercial. Uh, we've been in the newspaper, um, social media. We've just cranked up our message to the community that we are still here and we're still 100% uh, functioning. And so I'm... Um, able to report at this point that we've seen the numbers on the rise again and our safe house program is is full um the other yes yes wow okay the other That's point good, i'd like yeah. to make is um not only have we seen an increase you know over that time in, in hotline calls and safe house requests but the level of violence is is really uh increased um you know when you have domestic violence survivors who face extra stress and increased danger as they're sharing a home with their abusers, um, you know, things can get really bad. So um, we're glad we're here. We just want the community to know that they can reach out to us if they need help. Peg, I have a question. Knowing how well you know this and how long you've been doing this, um, as I told Lynn last week, I said there that I had read the article, and then she called and said she caught up and read it as well, and I said that's when I was thinking when we were talking about this last week that you would be the perfect guest to talk about this. I think, uh, am, I, am I assuming correctly that you guys know or anyone in this line of work would know that because of something, not that we've ever experienced this before, but because of something like this, you would have expected the incidences to be more and because you weren't getting calls, that was alarming to you because you know full well that that probably was something that would be increased? You know, we're not we're not right, not intuitively right off the bat. It took okay. a couple of days till um, you know we were talking amongst ourselves here, um, and you know thinking you know um, this is going to be a problem because survivors of domestic violence aren't going to be able to have any free time away from the abuser to get to a phone, um, and they're not going to work that they can call from their office, or he or she's not going to work so that they're home. Not to mention all the kids are home. Yep. And so um, it didn't take us long to figure out that this was going to be a very dangerous time. And the other um, dynamic is that the COVID-19 has become a new tool in the abuser's toolbox. Um, we've had a, field, a couple of calls about women that have told us that their batterers say that they had the virus and they're going to give it to them. Oh, man. Um, <clears throat> or won't let them go to the doctors if they have a fever. Um, so they've used it. I mean, it's become another, uh, like I said, a tool in the toolbox, and that's just incredibly alarming to me. You think at a time of such a health crisis that, um, you know, human nature wouldn't <laughs> kick in that way, but when you have abusive people, um, they're going to use whatever they can to control. And does that also fall um, 
does that also fall through for their children as well, that they won't let their children go to a doctor because the the mother might have to be the one to right. take them? Yeah, yeah. Wow. And they don't want them out of the house. I've also um, learned through the community that the incidence of child abuse is on the rise. Be, you know, we know that, you know, um, it's stressful enough, right, to be home. Right. Um, and you add on top of that someone that's got a controlling behavior. It's a perfect storm, you know, for some significant violence. So we've really worked hard um, to try to get the word out. Um, the other um what this pandemic has offered us is an opportunity to look at the way we work. And by that, I mean uh, one of our, our board president, Margaret McCormick, uh, has a team over at North Penn AAA. Uh, I put out a call to board members asking for iPads or laptops because we're going to start to communicate with clients electronically. Um, and so North Penn AAA donated um, some uh, fire um tablets to us so that we can use them with women going to court. See, the court is still open, mm-hmm. and but the attorneys aren't allowed there, just the plaintiff and the victim. And um, so we're able to communicate through um, an iPad or a tablet with those individuals who are in PFA court. Um, so we're, we're really starting to get a little creative. I'm proud of the staff here to, you know, figure out a way how to be present and supportive while we can't be, you know, in the same room. Kai, when you talk about the plaintiff and the abuser being in the same room, is there ever any issue about that in the hallway before they go in, or are they separated? Um, Mostly they're separated. Um, The sheriff is there, um, but where we see the problem is after they leave the courthouse. Uh, You know, they're safe in the courthouse, and everybody gets screens for weapons, but... You know, sometimes survivors walking back to their car, um, you know, have been followed. So we try to come up with safety plans to to avoid that. Um, But, you know, um, it's just been really difficult on the advocates and the attorneys. I really admire them for hanging in there and being creative and, you know, having to deal with this problem in their own lives, you know. Yeah. Uh, It can be, uh, you know, a little anxiety producing. Yeah, Peg, um, and the fact that the Munley, uh, the Munley Law has stepped up, that, that must have been um, a, a wonderful thing to be able to have. They are very generous and do so much, and they get a lot of airtime. So doing that um, must have meant the world to you to get that message out. Oh, it really did, and it made a difference, um, you know, in terms of people, like, just, you know, watching TV, you know, and saying, oh, okay, I can call there. Uh, it's made a big difference, as well as some of our social media outreach, and, you know, we've done a couple newspaper articles, and um, <clears throat> the one struggle we do have, Lori, I was telling Lynn earlier, is uh, we were in great shape with our major capital endowment campaign. Uh, we had a $2.5 million goal. We still have a $2.5 million goal, and we had reached 1.2 of that, just getting ready to make plans to go public in this hit. So um, the momentum, you know, is certainly stalled. Um, but at the same time, now more than ever, you know, we're in need of donations because we had to cancel Great Chef, uh, right. which brings in about uh, $75,000 a year for us. So, yep. you know, I know everybody's in the same boat, but, you know, in terms of being able to, um, you know, share resources that, you know, we're really encouraging people, um, you know, that we're here and that we need help. 
uh, in terms of money. Yeah. I get to talk at all about any virtual great chefs. You know what, Lynn? Um, I just had a conversation this morning with one of our association members about setting up a meeting um, to talk yeah. about what we're going to do going forward. There's all kinds of creative ways, I think, that we can do something. And I think it's going to be the way of the world for I don't know how long. Yes, right? it is. But I think that would be such fun. Right. You could get a bunch of people together who would cook and show women how to, uh, whoever wants to watch. Uh, anything, you know, and just sure. and ask them to pay a dollar amount uh, to have access to the webinar. Mm-hmm. That would be idea to do. Well, yeah, it was really disappointing to me. It was, a, it was our 30th anniversary this year. Uh, I know. That's what I was going to say. That's a biggie. But, yeah, I think well, we've got a great association and board, and um, n- none of us knew this was going to be two months in, right? Um, right. 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 And it doesn't seem like it's going away anytime soon, so we're going to have to get creative about that. Many yeah, ways to do it, Peg. And, and, yeah. I'm sorry? Peg, I, I said there's many ways. I, I'll even give you a call off air. I have an idea for you. Okay, good. So, Great. Um, and... Um, Tell everybody too, Peg. What if 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 anybody knows anybody or knows that they're in they're they're in need? What is the best way and the safest way to get in touch with you and what they should maybe do? Well, of course, if it's during the incident, they want to call nine one one, and then the police will refer the survivor to us. But otherwise, we have a toll free twenty four hour hotline, um, which is five seven zero three four six. Four six seven one, and uh, it's staffed twenty four seven. We're fully operational. Perfect. Well, Peg, we wish you luck Thank and you. everything you do. It's um, it's a wonderful. It's wonderful that we have uh, the service we have and how long you've been at this. How many years now? Thirty six. Woo! <laughs> so congratulations Thank to you, you. And, and keep on doing it and doing what you have to do to keep uh, our citizens safe uh, Thank you. in any form of domestic violence. So we Great. appreciate your time and, and think of the, think of the uh, Women's Resource Center if you're looking to make a donation. There, uh, can be, if that can be very helpful to them and to all. So thanks, Peg. Thank and you. We will see you soon. Lynn, have a good weekend. I will uh, thank you all again for listening, and we'll see you next week. Be safe, and please be nice. Bye-bye. Bye. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.